I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You may already know that the Football Ramble have teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you a free audiobook of your choosing when you sign up for a free one-month trial at audible.co.uk slash football ramble. So if you want Why England Lose by Simon Cooper and Stefan Szymanski, I Partridge by Alan Partridge, or The Football Men, up close with the giants of the modern game by Simon Cooper, then sign up at audible.co.uk slash football ramble, or choose from a range of about 60,000 other titles. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook, which is yours to keep, whether or not you decide to cancel in the trial period. Go to audible.co.uk slash football ramble and sign up now. Bang the drums, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Football Ramble. Good to have you here. My name's Marcus and Jim's with me. Hello. Pete and Luke. Bocking amateurs. Uh, oh, we know who's in the final. Yeah, And I got that well wrong, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> can, can we exclusively reveal who's in the final for the listeners? <laughs> Listen carefully. It's Italy against the Spaniards. Yay. Uh, not Portugal, Germany, like I predicted. Portugal, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Germany. But uh, any chance I can prove that I'm a human being, I take. So, um, in the first semi-final, Spain drew a nothing, nothing with Portugal, which is great because England aren't the only team that uh, <laughs> have a nil-nil draw to their names. Um, uh, oh, that Spain. makes it look so much better, actually. Well, technically speaking, Italy did as well. So it's never on you. You can't have a nil-nil draw on your own. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. England could. <laughs> England <probably> could yeah. <laughs> I bet there are training sessions where no one scores, <laughs> and, and, they, and they feel lucky to have got there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Spain nil, Portugal nil, Spain won on pens. Um, Portugal started very well, didn't they? They really did. They flew into Spain. They, they did. did what we've been saying everyone has to do, mm. to sort of have a go at them and try and knock them off their rhythm. And it really did. Their passing didn't have the same fluidity to it. And they had, I think it was 56% possession in the Spain, end, Spain which is yeah. it's quite low for them. Um, well, they've averaged 67%. Well, there you go then. So, and yeah. Spain were like trying lofted balls at their boxes if we yeah. Yeah. see them do. It's when like, Pepe wow. and Bruno Alves are centre-backs <laughs> and you've yeah. not got a striker. Uh, uh, well, yeah. At one team of performing midgets like yeah. milling around in that David area. Silver's not going to win a header against Bruno At one point one of those clipped balls over the top I actually thought Bruno Alves was going to catch a ball in his mouth yeah. <laughs> I just spit it on the floor in disgust and say what are you doing I love Portugal centre backs yeah. yeah because they were they were the real they look like they terrorise a village I thought Portugal <laughs> had a good setup. actually it was a shame like we've said over the many years and many people have said that they don't have a real um, top draw centre forward but you know obviously great on the wings deep Decent midfield of, of mm. you've got a bit of um, brutality in there, but uh, but uh, but some lovely craft as well. Great ball passing and whatnot. You know, excellent fullback, specifically Cohen Trowell, absolutely marvellous mm, tournament. Yeah. Or what did Hanson? Contro. Contro. And uh, and then uh, two great centre backs who not much is getting passed. I thought, um, but Pepe can play as well. Yeah, yeah he can. You know, which is uh, you know, as Andy Brassel, as Andy Brassel says, yeah. you know, if a, if a defender can step up to midfield, it's um, a sign they can play. Yeah. yeah. Here I am. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a bonus. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, Luke. I, I was going to say that um, I thought I'm a bit conflicted about that game, especially the sort of first half, because I thought, as Jim said, Portugal did upset Spain's rhythm. They did, Spain weren't able to do what they normally do, but um, at the same time, I, I think Del Bosque would, would have been. You know, I don't. I don't think. I think a lot was overstated because at half time Portugal seemed like they had played well, mm. but that's because Spain have raised their standards so high yeah. that you sort of expect more of them. At the end of the um, first half, Spain still had the large share position. I don't think Portugal had a shot on target all game mm. so in, in context yeah. it isn't actually mm. that much of a big deal and also I was interested in what Del Bosque said ahead of the game when he was asked about Cristiano Ronaldo mm. and he sort of gave a sort of knowing look sort of winky face said well what can he do if he hasn't got the ball and, 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 <laughs> and, you, can, and you can see that 
and, and, and Michael Cox said to me a while back he said you know Spain Del Bosque would take nil nil at half time every single time mm. With his with his winky face, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Portugal they did do well against Spain, but they did well in the context of a team playing against Spain. Yes. Yes. Absolutely right. I thought it was a much it was a much better game than people made out as well. I thought it was entertaining so. for large chunks of it. And um, I think it's just that there was no shot on target. That was the, yeah from, from Portugal. But so like, yeah. Spain seemed to have a bit of urgency towards the end of the second half of extra time, and the BBC punters were going, "Oh, why didn't they do this an hour ago?" So they were doing this. Yeah, there, were, yeah. there were really good periods. But the BBC have been must have goal or boring. Yeah, but the people who were saying that Spain are boring. What is in their lives? Because I think oh, I, I think I want a bit of that well, heroin. I, yeah. <laughs> Spend their whole life on roller coasters. I was going to say it's a bad (laughs) advert for drug abuse. But um, I, 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 we said this before. I'd love England to be that boring. I would long for the days. But well, they are. But well, but that sort of dysfunctional way. But boring. But playing the game in such a beautiful way. I mean, there were times when when sort of Coentrao and Ronaldo were sort of doubling up down the, the flanks, and they had the ball in the corner. Spain would nick it. And they'd play six passes in about two seconds. Boom, 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 boom. And, mm. and, and, it was, and it was a way. Oh, and, and they had it even in that there times, yeah. Yeah. times when yeah. there's a bit towards the Incredible. end of the, again, towards the end of the second half of extra time, they were, they were just pinging the ball around in their own box, mm. just yeah. moving it around with those triangles. And they got a round of applause from the fans from it. It's just it's ludicrous. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, we said it before, it's like they've completed football. They've got <laughs> this, this tiki taka style just perfected, and it's a joy to watch. It's like watching. It's like robot football at times. Are you, are yeah. you, or you're sitting comfortably because I'm about to say something quite controversial. Alan Shearer made a good point. Uh, where he well, said, well, that's it. I'll just give that a while. Yeah. Anyway, so Spain went. Through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he said that he said the difference between Spain and England. I mean, there are many differences, obviously, but one of the key ones is he said they automatically know they're going to control the ball. They don't. They, yeah, don't, yeah. Think, they don't think. Right, I could take a touch. And I'm going to do. It. It's, it's all automatic for them. You know, mm-hmm. the amount of times you'll see <laughs> the ball fly miles up in the air, yep. and someone who's perceived uh, supposed to be like the weak link in quotes for Spain, like uh, Arbolara or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who I don't actually agree with that, but that's what people will say. He'll just put it down at the air, perfect. It's almost yeah, like he's yeah. not even yeah, looking like at Jordi, Al- Jordi Alba. Yeah, he's excellent, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's a really yeah. good player. For, for that reason, um, it also means they can manipulate the space they have really well because they're in such sort of, as you say, automatic control. They don't even need to think about it. So often you see a Spain player close down and just turn and pass it, or just turn and just not even pass it, just hang on to the ball, just find that tiny corridor of space he needs to pass them. Um, Sergio Ramos is surprisingly good at that for, uh, for a defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, same with, with Piquet as well, I but suppose. Again, but again, their goalkeeper's good at some of the balls that were threaded th- through yeah. their own um, back four were just like but that's, that's the goalkeeper <laughs> but, but, there, but there you go Jim what you just said and I agree with you but that's such an English sort of thing oh and for a defender but yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. The goalkeepers talk to play the ball. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's they say Rayner spends a lot of his time with the outfield players in training at Liverpool. The game up, yeah. is called foot. Ball, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last time. no, well, soccer, yeah, um, yeah. I it, it was intriguing. I mean, Portugal did have a great chance right at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah. When oh, Ronaldo, big game baller. Poor decision by him, really. I Do think. you think? Yeah, What's yeah, a miss? Yeah, I, I, I would have decided to score. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no decision to not um, drag it back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think because PK had the better of him during the game, and I think he was just thinking, get the shot away. No, he's, just, no, he's, he's already enough. thinking about selling the movie rights to the goal. Isn't yeah. he, oh, come on, is he? <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. Come on, I, no, I he's think had he's a had shot. a good tournament. He's got the shot away. Because if he hadn't, if he'd tried to drag it back and he'd have got tackled, because as I say, PK had, had got the better of him. But he's, he's, he's get the shot away, and he's okay. He's just put it over the bar. He's a master. Cristiano Ronaldo. The problem with him is he's a masterclass in not managing people's expectations. Right. Mm. The, for a, a great example of this is um, is, is free kick taking. Yeah. Right? So he takes all the oh, free yeah, kicks yeah. from Portugal, which is fine. Um, he doesn't do what sort of Messi will do. And I'm sorry to compare them again. I know it's a bit dull, but in he this, won't mind. In this case, like, it, Messi will put the ball down. It looks like a kid who's just come off the street and been invited to take a free kick. Mm-hmm. His shirt's untucked. Or he's quite scruffy. Yeah. And he just gets on with it, right? But Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo takes like, this really deliberate drama. step back, stands yeah. with his le- legs apart, with his arms in a certain place. He looks What's like, Chrissy going to do yeah, now? He looks like he's saying to you. <laughs> Fucking tuning, one of the best things ever happened, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it rarely is. And then you go, "Oh God's sake, Cristiano, come on, man!" Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, you're not because you, he doesn't manage your expectations effectively. If he just st- stepped up and took it, if yeah. it went in, you'd be like, "Oh, brilliant!" You know? I, I think it was, it, it was obviously a shame for Portugal that they played Spain because they lost. But I think because it was Spain, Ronaldo. There's just that added. He plays in Spain. A lot yeah. of his teammates has a lot made They're of it. Rivals I, anyway. Exactly. And I, yeah, that as well. And I, I really thought that after the uh, during the Holland game and when they beat them and then obviously they beat the Czech Republic, I thought this could be his tournament. There's something's mm. clicked here, and he is no longer. Um, it's no longer um, you know 
Portugal featuring Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. or, the, or the other way around mm. they're a team and he's an individual within that team mm. and uh, you know in Spain you're playing against one of the best teams ever you know so it was a bit difficult but I think if they'd have come up against anyone else they'd have beaten them Mm. Yeah, I think it was. I think you know that's the nature of tournament football. Isn't of course, it? You, you get drawn against who you get drawn against, and you've got you know you've obviously got to win. And the Euros is a, is a, is a, is a very high standard of tournament, probably the, the highest standard I'd say anywhere really. Mm-hmm. So it's, at, it's, at least it's, at least Portugal sort of went for it in extra time a little bit, yeah, yeah. a little bit more than England did. They had chance. They had chance. Yeah. Some, if you, I'm not, I don't want to downplay how good Portugal was. I thought they were very good. I didn't think they were as good as everyone said they were. It was just that they were playing Spain, and people aren't used to seeing Spain under the cosh a little bit. But yeah. Portugal had their chances. I mean, they broke well. They, they. Yeah. I mean, I think it was decision making error by Cristiano Ronaldo for that chance you mm-hmm. mentioned um, I think he saw the bit of the glory but at the same time he's a forward player he scores loads of goals mm. you expect he's, yeah, you've got to back yourself in that situation yeah. so it's fair enough to him I thought he was very harshly criticised of the penalties it's not his fault he was no. picked fifth no, he's, he should have. It's I mean, he stepped, didn't he step up and then sort of go back again? No, that was, was um, Bruno Alves went up, didn't he? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So obviously there was some sort of confusion with the penalty taking. No, that's nice because you have to set your um, your penalty takers at the end of extra time. And you All can't right. change Alves them. just doesn't. And he listen. didn't count it right. He just went. Alves one. smash yeah. ball now. I don't know what would have happened <laughs> if he had taken the wrong one. I presume there's some sort of punishment, but I'm not mm. sure. Uh, and that said, Nani's penalty was amazing. It was yeah, yeah. roofed it. And, and Alves nearly got a great one as well. It was a shame. It was it was both sides a masterclass in penalty taking. Was it PK or Ramos who dinked it? Ramos, yeah. Basically, to put it into perspective, Portugal or Spain could beat us in the penalty shootout solely using defenders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, genuinely. Yeah. Ge- easily. <laughs> if they just used their four defenders and their keeper, they would beat us. And it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> Yeah, outrageous uh, in extra time Iniesta missed a great chance mm, he did yeah keeper made a good save what what the goalkeeper actually was excellent oh, he was really I think he probably had his best game I'd say what do, what do you um, think of Xavi being substituted it didn't surprise me I think I think as much has been made of this Spanish midfield with, with two deeper lying players of Busquets and Alonso oh, and then yeah. Xavi in front which doesn't really suit Xavi so much he did look a bit tired and I think that Spain were on top so much in the in those um, latter periods of the yeah. game, where he thought, right, let's let's keep the two um, boys deep because they can still distribute and, and, and create. But Portugal looked pretty good on the break at times. Let's take Xavi off and uh, who was it he brought on? I think it was Pedro yeah. that mm. came on. Um, uh, I mean, I think Pedro should start. I, I, I really find it, and I know we're, we're in England, so it's probably a little bit slanted. But I really find it interesting how we talked very extensively last time out about how. Our manager won't substitute our big players or our perceived. Oh yeah, big players. Okay, yeah. I see what and, you mean. Then, and yeah. Del Bosque brings off Xavi and is you know, not even doesn't even think yeah. twice about it. Well, it's tough. I'm bringing him on no, because that's because it's about it's about the team. And, and and as you said before, you I think you wrote a piece um, for us about the England's um, talismanic complex mm-hmm. and. Um, and that's Rooney, you know. And there's a lot of talk about our oh, Rooney is he comes back and he'll be the heartbeat of the side and everything will go through him, etc., etc. Now there is kind of talk about Xavi in that kind of way, but when you've but got any so Esther many in other there, stars in that side, though, ex- exactly. And so England, you think, oh, if we take off Rooney, oh, we're buggered. Well, what are we going to yeah, do? Well, curiously, Spain used to have it with Raúl. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah, yeah. And, and and they and they obviously he retired, and they didn't really replace him with another talisman. They were just, it's it's yeah. the trust you put in your teammates, and which is again one of the reasons why Spain are, are the best team or one of the best teams in the world. They trust themselves so much. Yeah. Yes, they've got the quality to back that up, but that's why you don't get them playing these Hollywood balls all yeah. the time because they'll knock it to the man, and they believe that man will control the ball and he'll knock it away. And he more yeah, than well, anything well, else, with Javi coming off, I think it was just because there was you know when you don't have any strikers, it's kind of it gets a little bit compressed in midfield, and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and he, he, he's used to operating in very small spaces but when you've got your teammates so close to you I think yeah. it's kind of also it's curious how and, and I agree with that and I think in addition to that you've got the high intensity of their work rate stuff which will tire them out but the other thing is like Barcelona play have a massively high integ- um, you know, work rate and so does Spain but they don't get anywhere near as tired as all England, all England players because they keep no, the ball yeah they have the ball they yeah. let it do the running don't they yeah. but I mean they do play I think the reason that they you know, they are so interchangeable like that and Xavi coming off isn't that much of a big deal is because the tiki-taka system is so well drilled in all of them and so specific in its makeup. Like, there's almost a sort of hive mind about yeah. the Spain <laughs> setup. they all know what they're doing they all know mm. where this is going they all know where every move is building up and it's just it's Impenetrable. It's yeah. glorious, isn't it? Um, what about Negredo? We've got mentioned. I yeah. was surprised he started. I really thought Lorente would start mm. ahead of Negredo. To be honest, I thought Soldado would be in the squad ahead is, of Negredo. Is Lorente not the 
perhaps is seen as the and bear with me with this the Spanish equivalent of Andy Carroll. But <laughs> but, but, but if you know what I mean by that, so what, you're taking, what a luxury. Yeah. yeah, no, but like as in, but you have to have banged in twenty seven goals. No, but, well, that's why I said bear with me because <laughs> obviously you know. But what I mean by that is you know we look at Andy Carroll as our plan B in our kind of system. Would they look at him as plan B in their kind of system? You know, he's, yes, he's still a great player and all the rest of it. But there is oh. perhaps an element of of, of Laurenti where. Um, you know, I can remember that, that, that more crosses come in when he comes on the pitch, mm. that kind of thing. It is a bit of a different of, a, a change, and, and so they would never really start with that. Well, a couple of things on that. I think uh, maybe, but I think Spain have actually cycled through one or two plan Bs already this tournament, and Lorente's not featured. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did the, the non striker system, but they've also done this. Done no, which Tolles. is why I don't think he would start him. But Negredo's also very powerful in the air as well. So he, he, he's, he's not. But his link up play, perhaps. Probably, well, it's supposed to be better. It wasn't better against Portugal, but no, I, think, no, I no. think Portugal made it very tough for him, actually. They did. And if you're playing up there as the. As the the only recognised striker against those two centre backs. Who, you know, the only thing worse than seeing them in a dark alley is seeing <laughs> them on a well lit. You know, <laughs> and also he hasn't played for a good few weeks because he hasn't featured in the tournament. I, I like I like Negredo. I think he's a good player, and I think you know he, he's he's done well um, over the last couple of seasons. And you know, Sevilla didn't have a very good season last season by their own standards, and they finish around mid table. He's always seemed to score for them, so I think he's there on merit. And it's obviously Del Bosco's decision to pick him over Lorente. I thought Lorente would have at least played like one of the games by now. Yeah, or, he's got or at least come on. He's got to be disappointed with, with that, Lorenzo. It's interesting that both Spain and Italy have rotated their systems uh, throughout the tournament, and yeah. um, it, it, it looks to the outsider like they're not quite settled on one. But I think they both have different plans of, of playing, and they, they know exactly what they're doing. Well, Italy, so Italy, do you think, do, given the difference Torres made when he came on against Italy in, in the in the group mm. game, do you think they'll start with Torres? Possibly. Well, we'll, we'll come on to the final in a bit. One of the th- things Prandelli's got is he's got a, 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 almost, a, as I said before, it's almost a weapon in itself. He's got so many different options. Yeah. You don't know what he's going to do, and they can also, mm. which, which they did um, very well actually, um, in terms of it, it demonstrate what they're capable of. Although they lost the game quite quite comfortably, but against Russia before the tournament, he experimented with two or three different systems within the same game. Mm. And I thought that when um, he played Chiellini at left back, which you know you'll come on to in a minute, um, who's obviously an adept left back, he's decent enough at full back anyway, but. I thought that gave him the flexibility to be able to flick a three at the back without having to make any substitutions if they needed to against mm. Germany. But obviously, they didn't need mm. to do that. So he's got lots of different stuff on his locker. Yeah. When I look at this issue's bench uh, with Spain, I just sort of think that teaches you to be Spanish. You know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't feel sorry for you know Lorente. Yeah, in, in yeah. You sort of think you know you scored that many goals. It, it just so happens that you're Spanish, so yeah. you know, you're not yeah, going to play in the national team. <laughs> yeah. On on this point, I mean. Obviously, we all know that Spain are going for uh, the third tournament in a row. Now, Uruguay won Olympic gold twice before winning the inaugural World Cup, so they consider themselves to have won three in a row. In the 20s. Now, uh, Spain, they could win Olympic gold as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at the players that aren't even in that squad, like yeah. Soldado, Muniain, and it's ridiculous. Wait, Team GB, abandoning yeah. away? <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Or yeah, not, it's, it's, I think one of the things about the Olympics football is... is uh, I mean, Jeff Reeves was really dismissive of it this week. He said, really? he said, oh, it's not the pinnacle of football, so why are we even doing it? And it's like, well, it might not be the pinnacle to you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, how what do it, you have a job by that logic? In Brazil, in the Brazil, the Olympics. Well, they still playing the conference, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. League one? Yeah. I'm really excited about, well, um, yeah, I am. about playing... In Brazil, it's massive, because yeah, they've they never won the goal. It, so most really places it is. Yeah, and Argentina, they love it as well, you know, so it's not just about that. Because they have won it, Yeah, and Brazil haven't. Playing in Wales, I'm not sure actually. Uh, I can't remember. Stadium. I was going to say about the Spanish thing, Pete. You're absolutely right about you know he, he can't play <laughs> just because he scored loads of goals doesn't mean he definitely plays. I mean yeah. international football over the generations has been littered with players who've not played much because they've been. A, I mean a, a good example of this is Alan Hansen. I mean, Alan Hansen was an amazing um, centre back for, for Liverpool for many many years. Won everything he could in the game. I think he's only got about 20 odd caps. Yeah. Part of the reason is because he arguably wasn't as committed but a big part of the reason was that Alex McLeish and Willie Miller the Aberdeen pair at centre-half were, were just seen mm. as being undroppable because they were so good Steve Bruce never once capped for exactly N- like it's never once strange. not even in a squad strange yeah. Yeah. really weird scored 19 goals in a season once as a, as a centre-back people always go oh yeah but he took the penalty still 19 <laughs> goals for a striker taking penalties <laughs> you, you take that no, most I think, he, I think he took three kicks as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get 19 penalties a season I don't care who you are even if you rang United <laughs> but anyway um, but, but Spain, Spain did go through and and uh, Fabregas, he was the fifth taker. He was asked to take the second penalty. Right. And he said, no, I want to take the fifth. So he does that, and it's seen yeah. as, oh, great, and Ronaldo. Uh, but, but, um, I like he's Fabregas. got the confidence with less arrogance, yeah, so true. it's more challenging. The most important Maybe I'm pen, biased. I am. In my view, the most important pen is the first and the fourth. 
Yeah. You've yeah. got to have your. If you're a captain, I, I know, it's a bit old fashioned, but if you're a captain, you get up and take the first one. Mm. You've got to lead by example. You, you're, a lot of your players would never have experienced that situation before. That pressure, that intensity, the looks of their captain, the captain should step up and take the first penalty, whoever he is. Yeah. Because it's a responsibility mm. and you should be able to knock it in anyway. Well, Bento apparently um, offered. Ronaldo the fifth one he said do you want the fifth one he said yes I think that's oh, right. all we know right. did you did you hear what Seth Fabregas said about his penalty yeah yeah. he said uh, he spoke to the ball didn't he because mm, he'd done it before and he mm. said please don't let me down if only England knew it was this easy I know <laughs> <laughs> have a good relationship with the ball get yeah. on nodding terms with the ball yeah. Yeah, you're get the ball first because yeah. most of the half a time it goes to a penalty shoot that's the first time I've fucking seen I was going to say like, what's this oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd pay the first one it like yeah. in Castaway <laughs> it looks like, almost like a big golf I don't ball. think you'd be allowed to Mr Tango um, uh, yeah, let's make history. I think he said to the ball as well. <laughs> nice, because he thought he'd missed. There was a moment yeah, where he, it, like we yeah. all thought he'd missed, and it crept in, and, and like you could just see him tense like up. The Portuguese keeper shouting at the ball. Hey, hang on, yeah. that is new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were mates. <laughs> <laughs> you slapped me earlier. I punish you now. Yeah, it goes. To show, yeah, the ball's like you should have punched me. Earlier, should you? <laughs> yeah. uh, the, uh, the 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 thing it goes to show how how fine the margins are because obviously Alves yeah. probably hit a similar part of the frame of the goal than, mm-hmm. than Fabregas did. Mm-hmm. Fabregas is only just. Over the line, you know. Yeah, yeah. That is it. Margins with the old mm. penalty. Spain went through, and in the second semi-final, Italy went through emphatically. And it was the Emphat- ballot emphatically. Yeah. <laughs> Before the match, uh, Alan Shearer said something stupid. He was calling uh, that uh, Balotelli. That there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said uh, that uh, Balotelli's never achieved anything. He's already won more than you, Alan. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's never achieved anything. He's what not. a moronic statement. I'm sure FA, that's FA what he said. Premier League, I'm I know. Sure he's won. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And he's he already won, won more than Alan. He's won stuff in Italy, in Italy as well, yeah. yeah. And the hearts of the, of the, the Mancunian, the Blue Hearts. It would have been yeah. there when Inter won the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, I think he'd fallen out of favour by the time. Yeah. Well, either way, it is a moronic statement. BBC have been notably awful. Uh, Lawrence yeah. in particular Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence salad I thought we'd gone through the tournament without that word well uh, salad yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> I think he's got to go now hasn't he I think the BBC have really been hammered from all directions and I do think maybe a little over the top in some sections but Lawrence in particular it's it's just getting the, unbearable. The, it's like Italy an embarrassing uncle at a wedding yeah. every time he's on. Oh, he is, yeah. He's it's a shame. Like, I think, you know, as a, as a concert, I love the BBC. I'm very proud of it yeah. to, be, to be British. Yeah, and be, you know, sometimes true. I contribute Agreed. to it, which is amazing. But they've got to... I mean, Lineker's decent. I yep. think Lineker's yep. very good. Comes across very well on Twitter. He's a very knowledblewhe mm-hmm. sort of bilingual you know, But we mate. said we'd like Lineker as a pundit, though. Yeah, we? yeah, we would. Um, and, and me as the... What? <laughs> 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 but the... Um, Jim, you're absolutely right. I mean, at some point, you have to freshen things up. Isn't it? You can't go on doing the same thing over but and over It's again, a man who seems to do very little, if any, research. Just sort of sitting there, just sort of being very negative about so, everything so that's happen- s- happening, as if, it's, as if it's in some way beneath him to be yes. doing it. Well, so yeah. somebody made a point on Twitter. The way that... He goes on. It's like he's um, like he was Pele when he was playing. Yeah, yeah. he was a, a plodding defender. Yeah, I, d- I really didn't like it when Martin. Ke- I mean, I know obviously I've never played the game. Well, Keon as well. He's he, been a dick. The thing I didn't like is when Keon sort of got to, when Xavi was was uh, was subbed off um, during the Spain's Portugal game. Keon, I forget the exact words, but Keon said something like, "Oh, this is a night to forget for him," or something like that, and almost like a sneery way. And yeah. I thought, "You should not be sneering at Jack. Mm. You should not be sneering at one of the greatest midfield players of all." He time. can't help it with that face. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Again, another cunt. It's, 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 it's just unacceptable, isn't it? Yeah, you, you shouldn't yeah. be like that. It's Lee Dixon's not that bad. Oh, no, I think Lee Dixon's decent. Dixon. Yeah. yeah, he's decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he seems to actually be interested in football. Yeah, which is, you know, the minimum I expect. <laughs> it's it's a real like shame. It. That's one of those. Um, if you sort, you know, if you're. Uh, Applying for the job, optional skills yeah. or optional interests. You know? it's, it's a real shame that Gavin Peacock's not around anymore. Monkhood's gain is very much football's yeah. loss. Yeah, I thought Gavin was, <laughs> Gavin was always quite thoughtful and yeah. interesting. He did the African combinations, of course. Yeah, mm. did yeah, he? Yeah, yeah he used to yeah. used to be on that. Yeah. But anyway, the, the, game, the game itself was a really good one, wasn't it? Um, uh, yeah, Mario Balotelli. Oh. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Take your top off. They could have done. Yeah. Italy could have done. But well, anyway, let's uh, start at the beginning where Germany yeah. came flying out the traps. Mm. And you worried a bit for Italy for the first few minutes because they, they took a little while to settle. Yeah. 
And and I remember thinking, sitting there going, oh, I'm glad it's not England. That's very much uh, sort of uh, in line with how I think of Italy, though. I think of Germany as being sort of sprightly, young, really hungry, yeah. wanting to impress, sort of almost like fresh-faced, impressive young men. And I see Italy as being more of a sort of classy mm. yeah, sort of... We'll, like, we'll come into this in a minute. We're, doing yeah. right. we're just getting a feel we're for just, it. Yeah, yeah. We're just feeling you out. Yeah. But there was a moment when, when um, Buffon got nutmegged and it was Pirlo off the line. And I was yeah. And, he, and he's so nearly it hit his hand and I thought imagine that well, that is the margins of the game that could have hit Pirlo's hand because it was one of those awkward ones Pirlo sent off uh, yeah. I think it did sort of brush his arm very uh, but Buffon's first 10 minutes were quite shaky but after that he was very good yeah. um, it's, it's funny like, that it's such an interesting clash of cultures and styles and ways to play football like, like Germany really is like putting on like a you know like a multicoloured ski suit and going clubbing isn't it yeah. but Italy's like putting like an old jumper on like yeah maybe a smoke, smoking, smoking jacket, jacket. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I'm going with yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you mean it, Germany play the way um, I think probably the English public dream in their wildest dreams of England play but we yeah. never admit it losing yeah. 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 <laughs> well, scoring but no no that sort of high tempo yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, it was incredible, wasn't it? The, the way Italy, they slowly got going. Well, I say slowly, I mean, 10 minutes or whatever it was. And uh, and then Cassano and Balotelli. Prandelli's dream. It was mm. always his dream to try to partner them up. And they linked, and Balotelli scored, and you thought, oh. That was such an uncharacteristic goal for Germany to concede. Such a simple just cross into the box, uh, defenders out-jumped. Well, really the bit, just... Yeah. The bit before that, that was mad about that. Yeah, Cassano sort yeah. of um, jinxed in between the two defenders, didn't he? But it was, who was marking Balotelli? Because he just stood there. It was, uh, it was bad stuber, I think. Oh, okay. I think. I'm not sure on that, though. Could, could it, be it would have been him on Matt Hummels. But that was, that was one of the... Um, that was one of the classic examples of um, you know if you're a defensive player it's actually more difficult than it looks because the striker's almost always got a run so he's got a lot more momentum as he's mm. coming forward into the ball whereas you're almost static trying to head the ball away and it becomes a lot harder yeah. that said I don't think the defender did a very good job of it obviously because he conceded mm. but it is a lot harder than it looks and Balotelli made it look very easy you know? it, it made me laugh that before the game Balotelli had said he doesn't celebrate goals because it's his job You know, That's does right. a postman celebrate when he successfully posts a letter but he just couldn't help himself could yeah. he? he celebrated and you saw him stop one. himself celebrating yeah. 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 oh yeah I said that I mean you know in context you know I mean, that's, I think it's absolutely fair enough. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah, no, it's He's not, not criticism at all. I'm just enjoying the perfect anti-hero that is Mario Balotelli. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how like goals can be so different. Like, because I mean, he scored those two goals, massive goals, biggest goals of his career, without question. And uh, you know, sometimes he scores a goal, the fourth one at home to Norwich or whatever. Right, you know, yeah. No disrespect to Norwich, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And they become almost such they're not the German team. international team. No, <laughs> yeah, they're not in the semi final of the Euros. But, um, <laughs> and never will be. His yeah. second goal, I'll tell you what, I was out of my seat. Best goal of the wonderful. tournament. Do you yeah. think? Oh just yeah. Just the way he took it, he didn't need to do that. He yeah. could have just stroked it past it, but he just leathered it. But he because leathered what it. I lo- he threatened to call that goal so many times against England because yeah. he beat yeah. the trap so many times. Yep. What I loved about that goal and why it's my favourite is that it was a team goal and a brilliantly individual goal at the same time. <laughs> I've yeah. ne- I've, it's one of those few times that it doesn't happen an awful lot when it's not a team you support or you that you know that indi- care about. You know, like, like I'm not bothered about Italy. You know, but when he scored that goal, it was like actual pure joy. Yeah, I sort of explo- I was like, I was oh, off, I was look off, at that! I was yeah. off my seat. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that is a piece of art. I yeah. was, it was. I mean, we said. Um, I had a few people ask me on Twitter, like, is that the, the kind of the 25-yard top corner kind of thing you were waiting for? And at the time, I sort of said, yeah, it was It was. It was a little bit too close in all the rest of it. And I look yeah. back at it and go, no, it was. Yeah, I'll take that all day. <laughs> it was, it <laughs> what was, am I talking about? But the whole event was sort of quite beautifully executed because the ball yeah. through was very good. He took a touch, and he obviously the finish was world class. But the but way Cassano drew the other defender away, absolutely as well. right. Yeah. And the way Neuer looked over his shoulder, sunk to his knees, it became yeah. a perfect yeah. sort of. It became like you instantly felt it was one of those classic tournament football moments. Yeah. yeah. And in 10 years' time, it'll be seen as like, whoa, you know, almost like if you're going to be Euros, almost like the Trezeguet goal in the yeah, final. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. it, was, it was the touch with the left, the kind of outside of the left that, that, that kind of played himself in. And it was that touch that set it up. And it was the kind of shot that you'd see someone like Shear and his heyday do, you know, you could maybe take it in and just rifle in. Mm. And, and what, it was what, just, what a hit. Just on Great ball from Montalivo as well, oh, it's oh, been overlooked. Well, he, he, he assisted that goal with a German flag stitched into his boot. The boot had a German flag stitched into it, because he's half German. Monta- yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Montalivo's mother's German, so he's got yeah. one uh, Germany flag and one boot, one Italy boot. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the thing about Bratelli, uh, just to cu- touch on him again, is, is that... Um, you know, p- people in the past have, have, have um, criticised him because, he, I mean, you know, in fairness, he is quite an easy person to criticise because sometimes he won't turn up. Uh, he's got a bit of Latin about him in that way. Oh, I think. God, massively. But, but at the same time, 
you know, people fail to get it into perspective that one, I mean, you should, if you're a football broadcaster, you should know that one, he's only 21, yeah. right? Yeah. Two, he's clearly got every single asset to be a fully rounded world class centre forward he's one and of the best could, players with the back to goal yeah he's but so he can do all of it yeah, so you, you, could, you could be a fucking blind man know that so mm-hmm. why would you say oh the only way you accommodate him is because you know the only way you accommodate a person out of that is if he's world class like Cantona I mean come on you can yeah. see Mario Balotelli I'm not saying he's at Cantona's level yet <laughs> no but he's, he's better than Cantona was at 21 of course I'll tell you what Balotelli's done well um, with his uh, you know I was talking to this couple of mates of mine what kind of striker is he and so he's certainly not shoulder of the last man number nine. No, no. But that's what he kind of plays for well, Italy. Obviously, there's a bit, there's a bit more to his game. Plays further up than Casano. Yeah, sure. very. He's very much the the, the last um, port of call, you know. And I think he, he does he that is. very well. He gets the ball a lot less than he does at City, and so you, therefore you need patience. Um, different type of game and I think he's done that absolutely brilliantly mm. I think he'll go on to be a sort of a Drogba style figure in mm. that he'll do he'll perform at that high level for I think a long time he's got all those attributes it's just the strength of him isn't it and he's yeah, only yeah. going to get stronger yeah. he, he, I, I've seen him in games I saw him against might have been Richard Dunn against Ireland. Who, okay, he's, no, but he's not the best. He's not the best fan, but he's a strong he's lad. Solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah he pushed yeah. past him like he wasn't even there. Yeah. When, when I tell you what it was, it was the goal. Whoever was marking him for the goal against Ireland. Where, I'm not sure anyone was marking anyone. Yeah, well, but I mean, okay, the player that was in the proximity of the same postcode as him getting the goal he scored <laughs> against Ireland, and it was almost like I, I, I sort of instinctively wanted to criticise the defender for that, but at the same yeah, time, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about it, you're like, well, he's a unit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When, when he came from uh, Italy, I just thought he he, he looked stringy. But then yeah. as soon as you see him play, it's just like, oh, bloody hell. Yeah, he looks quite wiry, but he's yeah. actually very, very strong. And you, you, you're right to bring it up because he is, I think he's arguably now a striker almost, you could score, he could score any type of goal. I mean, he's obviously shown that he can score headers, um, he can play with his bat to goal, he can leather the ball very hard. You know, I love the, I love the, um, I love the almost arrogance of him, and it's not a criticism because it's a big part of his game. Mm. And his confidence. He, he's actually really put out that Pirlo's taking free kicks ahead of him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Pirlo's well, probably the world's best free kicks. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's it though, he just, <laughs> he's got that confidence. That, but if, if I take it though, we've got a big chance of scoring. Yeah, he's, yeah. All, he's almost like I, I can imagine Pirlo saying to him, "Look, I'm the world's best free kick taker," and it's almost like Balotelli saying, "Well, how are you going? How am I going to become the world's best free kick taker? <laughs> if you never let me take him, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Or, no, you're not, and I'm going to show you I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the confidence he has with penalties, of course, is why I never miss. <laughs> hmm. Did you see yeah. the? Um, did you see the fantastic um, the, the bus driver in Rome who changed the readout on the front of his bus to say, "Why always me?" <laughs> Instead of wherever else it was going, I like, I like the embrace he had with his mother as well. After the game. Oh, well, yeah, he said really it was nice. the best night of his life. Yeah, was it was lo- <laughs> lovely scenes. Pete. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to see him lift it. Would you? Yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then retire. Was it? <laughs> was it his brother who was wearing a cap with a Mohican on it? Yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely um, super. <laughs> um, uh, Yogi Love said that his players were distraught after after yeah. going out, and you can imagine because well, Germany had such belief, and they really thought this was what the time yeah. they were going to win. Well, Jürgen Klinsmann said in the BBC's commentary, Germany expects to get to the final. It's mm-hmm. just a national, the normal part of their makeup. But this seems so. The team's so well. You know, sort of Balanced. regarded. We all tip them to win, like pretty much from you know the World Cup onwards. Well, we'll see. Well, well, indeed, but we, we've said many times on the podcast we thought they'd win the tournament, and they were disappointed against yeah. Italy. They just couldn't find their way back into the game. But I think it's the first time they've been behind since the final of Euro two thousand and eight, or something well, like won that, or, games or the World in a Cup. Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the yeah, first yeah. time they've been behind since the World Cup. That's right. So mm-hmm. they just didn't know how to respond to it once the second goal went, and it's like it's just a situation they've never encountered before. I think I think the mistake. I mean, obviously, with no tactical masterminds, but I think the mistake they made was looking like they tried to change the shape of their midfield to match Italy mm-hmm. which I think became became sort of hard for them because they didn't really play to their own strengths because Italy are very good at doing that that rotating midfield their, their midfield is excellent you know mm-hmm. and, and I, I probably underrated it back in, in the early stage of the tournament because but I, they've grown with it though they've oh, got better with so, it yeah yeah uh, and, and I think to that end I mean, it's difficult for Germany because they've got a well-balanced team in terms of experience. Youngest team in the tournament. And, yeah, but they've yeah. also got players who have won stuff like Schweinsteiger and stuff yeah. in there. So they've got a decent. Well, I'm balance. saying they're, they're set up. Yeah, Closer, <laughs> yeah. for example, you know, he, yeah. he's, he's done it all. So I felt I felt bad for them, but I still think they've got a huge future. I mean, they'll, they'll be. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because going to World Cup 2014, you know, I don't want to be sort of cliched about it, but I can't imagine anyone other than Brazil winning it. Yeah, because in Brazil, you know, so Argentina are probably your best bet. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's one of those sort of South American. Wait, teams. Let's see what Roy comes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Argentina or Brazil. <laughs> Terrific <laughs> <laughs> soft penalty they conceded as well. Weird, yeah. weird, weird. Yeah, and they should have well, should have murdered the game. Di Natale, well, Di Natale, yeah, Marquisio as well should have gone yeah. away. Italy, yeah. had, if Marquisio had scored. 
It was an incredible move. It was the first one he put wide. I was, that would have been goal of the tournament. Mm. Yeah. It was such a did shame. You, did you see how angry Buffon was after the game? He was yeah. fuming. Yeah. They'd just beaten Germany 2 1, and he, and he stormed off the pitch and he said, We shouldn't have had a, such a nervy few last yeah. few minutes. Man, Neuer playing in the, in, in the opposition half for the last the, five minutes. Yeah. The best, moment, oh. best moment of the tournament, the diving header in the opposition's <laughs> half, a goalkeeper. Yeah. That's Brilliant. it, ladies and gentlemen. To your knees. So, such, such depth he got on it. I don't <laughs> give a damn what happened in the final. That was the pinnacle of it right there. It's a giant baby, isn't it? I know. Yes. I know. Every grown up is a giant baby, <laughs> but he really looks like one. I th- yeah, Italy really could have had four or five goals, couldn't they? Yeah, they, they should have as well. Imagine I know. Gone three nil up. I would have just been sat there going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's one of those what beautiful now? things in football, though, isn't it? Where you think there's going to be a tight game and one team just steps up and blitzes but it, and they just, really could have done that. But a lot of was uh, was made from the history of this fixture, and Italy yeah. just looked like. You know, when they scored and they got the second, it was almost like, yeah, we, we thought this would happen. And Germany looked stunned. Yeah, I, like, I like Italy the, uh, always beat Germany, don't they? This is it. Do you think well? there was and almost a psychological thing, yeah, even with penalties? Yeah, well, they are, Italy are to Germany what Germany are to England. And the, the, history of, the history of like um, Italy's um, relationship with England is almost quite a deferential one. They've got quite a mental thing about playing England. I think they see... Um, James Warcastle was telling me the goal that Capello scored at Wembley for Italy in the mm-hmm. 70s mm-hmm. was a massive goal for them because it showed right. them they could beat England away mm-hmm. uh, or they could perform against England away. Um, and they and that's why a lot of the papers in um, in um, in Italy against the head of the England game and a lot of a couple of Italian people who, who I know were really overrating England. They were so you know... We, we, they, said that they said they'd rather play uh, France than England. Yeah, go into that. And game. they were saying England were favourites. Yeah, and all this sort of stuff. But what I was going to go on to say was, I think it's the opposite with their relationship with Germany because they've never lost yeah. to Germany in competition yeah. football. And I think they just believed it was just the, the, the dumb thing. Yeah. And that we was, always that beat that. them. Yeah. Yeah. From from a German point of view as well, you go in at half time, you're two nil down. Okay, you're playing an Italy team that are a little more expansive than the traditional sides, but it's it's Italy. Now, if anyone knows how to shut up shop in the second half yeah. with a two-nil lead, it's them. That is a that is the <laughs> one of the nightmare scenarios in football. Mm-hmm. Another thing that annoyed me about um, just yeah. to, while we're on the punditry sort of thing, another thing that sort of slightly annoyed me. I don't want to sort of be down on anyone, but like ahead of the Italy Germany game, one of the pundits, I forget who it was, said, Probably "Oh, well, Italy will just sit deep and hit him on the break." And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I remember thinking. You were punditing on earlier Italy games. You saw them play. Yeah. Why do you still think they're playing like that? Some sort of vaginal salad, whatever, <laughs> whoever the man is. Yeah, well, that's what they did against England. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Didn't work. You can yeah. do what you like against England. It's amazing how you can shut up shop and have 36 shots. <laughs> they really mastered that, haven't they? <laughs> They've, they've, they've not so much shut up shop they've just opened up the window of their shop and put everything to sell on the road mm. <laughs> it's the opposite of shutting up shop and giving it away for free yeah. <laughs> is another sell Italy must be thinking if they care Italy must be thinking what have we got to do to shake this off yeah. you know? but I'm, I'm generally really pleased for Prandelli I think he's a class yeah. act oh he indeed, he is. indeed he is. I think Jim, Jim and uh, Kay Murray were talking on Twitter about uh, at one point when they lined up um, the wall for the free kick Italy was just the most handsome yeah yeah. Well, they were ridiculous they, they were like Roman statues yeah. a lot Kay of them. said you laughed <laughs> 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 uh, one thing as well that struck me about the pundits and a few people said this um, at something I was at last night and also um, Arsblog mentioned this have a lot of pundits only just realised who Andrea Perlo is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable he's yeah. won the World Cup he's won the Champions League twice just won the league with Juventus he's won the league with M- Milan yeah, countless times yeah, before yeah, that yeah, yeah you say all that but he never played in England and I always feel that he'll regret that massively yeah I mean so, Germany are no stoke are they and the weather was the weather was great the other do night it, so. do it do it what uh, the uh, the uh, saying that a certain uh, venerable manager came out with about Pierlo never playing? Oh, he said from... that Phil Brown on Five Live. You know about oh, this? God. He said, "Yeah, this is I don't right. know why Andrew Pirlo is going to play in England. What is he? Homophobic or something?" <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand what that I don't understand how that he thinks, he thinks it means that he's got xenophobia and homophobia mixed up isn't he clearly and he's no, 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 fucking no, I, no, I, no, his tan adult brain I thought, I thought, he, was, so. I thought he thinks uh, I think he's thinking home as in home yeah, yeah exactly but, but yeah. even then he's got it mixed up because surely homophobia is being allergic to your foot to your home yeah. so yeah. His, his inner monologue is based on oh this is going well you know, I, might, I might bang out a long word in a minute <laughs> yeah, no one, no yeah. one's, no one's oh, said oh for fuck no, I think get back on your bike and fuck off to route 66 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which is a good option I, I, think, I think he thought no, no one said this about him yeah. I've, not heard, I've not heard this word surrounding the man insight 
I, I like um, I liked it when you know talk about that Pirlo thing. I liked it when our talk sport said that. Um, yeah, Torre. When Man City was signed, Torre, they needed to set their sights a bit higher because he was like a nobody. He'd won, he'd won the Champions League with Barcelona at that point. Yeah. And that lad got really angry. And yeah. hang up. <laughs> you're talking absolute rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love those calls because if I wasn't doing the round, but I'd be one of those calls. <laughs> We're yeah. doing a public service actually by just reining you in here. Yeah, that was, exactly. that was better off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a part but, of the I mean, community service. Sp- it? Speaking a bit about the Italian midfield, it is, I mean, just Can't to touch on the Pirlo mm. thing, it's not just about Pirlo at all. Is it? No, it is. We, we talked about it a bit after the England game mm. and and said that you know, okay, it's fine to say that um, England haven't done a great job on Pirlo, which they didn't. But in the first half, in patches when they sort of tried to shackle him, it just meant Montalivo and De Rossi and Marquisio. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. De Rossi's been a really, it's been an absolute line in that midfield. I mean, he's uh, he's doing the sort of legwork for Pirlo a lot of the time. Is it always? Giving him an option, you know, he's just absolutely an absolute I think, mountain of a player. I think it's. I think it was good for Italy that, that Balotelli um, got the limelight, obviously, in the semi-final because mm. just take it off Pirlo a bit. Not that Pirlo needs it off; he doesn't seem to be affected by anything. No. As, as a friend of mine said, you know, he's got the kind of efficiency that would make Goebbels blush. Um, <laughs> but uh, but in the, but in the final, let's talk about the final now. Mm. The, uh, See, one just quickly before oh, we come right, into yes. the final, can I just point out something? I think is absolutely brilliant. Do it. Germany versus Italy. Twelve million viewers in England. Yeah. That's great. Well in England, Scotland England. and England. That's yeah. great. Well Britain, done. Yeah. You could call it. Yeah, you yeah. could. <laughs> Sorry, we well, have got a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. um, in GB, it's GB <laughs> now, yeah. isn't it? It's rebranded. Yeah. Team GB. Um, so there's talk of Pirlo being Italy's main man and Iniesta being Spain's main man. Well, well who do we think is going to have a large share of possession in the final? Because both teams wow. have had more possession in an Exodus box set mm. so far. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, we've seen them play at this tournament, and it was probably the first um, real great game of this tournament. Yeah, and, and the possession was pretty level. Italy worried Spain with that back three. They, they, yeah. Spain didn't really know well, what to do. It's the extra man it. in the middle, isn't it? It mm. sort of it nullifies Spain's midfield dominance a little bit. I think. I think the glorious thing about this final is, especially for the the tactical perverts amongst us and out there, that if it was um, Germany, you know how they're going to line up. Mm. Fair enough, it's very effective. Mm. No criticism there. Portugal, you know how they're going to line up. What are they going to do? Are <laughs> Spain going to play a front man? Are they going to have the six midfielders? Are Italy going to play a back three? Yeah. It's absolutely it's intriguing. It and is. this is where your real tacticians like Prandelli and Del Bosque, who yeah. A top of the tree with that kind of uh, tactical nails and whatnot. It's a real chess match, mm. and it's absolutely glorious. It's what? a real kind of sort of battlefield kind of scenario. Italy's and then you've back got three. Could go mental at any exactly. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you've got so, and you've got so many. Uh, Balotelli just changes. banging a hatch and go. What, what are you worried about? <laughs> <laughs> Italy's back are we three. Back three or back four? <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> but their back three gives it gives them an option, doesn't it, to change it up a lot? You know, they can do yeah. it within a game without making any subs. They can move stuff around because De Rossi and Chiellini. But, but Chiellini th- can play fullback as well, and De Rossi can play in defence and midfield. Like, what do you like, think they're going to do? That? I think they will go with the back three because I think they're going to f- want to flood that midfield mm. to try and sort of you know just get an extra man on Chavi. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's, it depends on personnel because their their their, their um, defensive um, lineup was influenced a little bit by Abate being injured, wasn't it? it so was, yeah. so Balzaretti had to go over and, and Chiellini came. Balzaretti's been excellent. Yeah, he has been very good. Yeah, I, I think that. Um, Benucci's been. I right. try if I was Spain. I mean, it's a bit simplistic. But if I was Spain, I'd get. I'd try and get lump a, it up. Yeah. Just get the big man. I'll get Torres and Llorente up front. Just lump it up to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, funny sounding Spain. Big man, little man. <laughs> um, I um, I'd probably uh, get have a striker and I'd try and get a Barzagli. I think so. An average tournament. Yeah, no, I would. Yeah. I would start with Torres, given how uh, how he played against him. I think I'm surprised that he's been hooked. I don't think. He's, I don't think he's played badly. No. Yeah, I, d- I just I want. I just want to kill. I just want the possession. I want to kill yeah, yeah. teams. I'm not. I'm not sure. Actually, I would go for a forward with Spain. I think. I think that that, that go with that that midfield. Yeah, well, it's going to be a great way. Ra- to do you do the usual sort of raiding missions that they do? Sort yeah, of like just and combat in Perlo is key. And if you've True. got again another extra man in there, I would start Pedro. And that ball inside the fullback yeah, and the centre back. Behind. I would. I would be giving it that one. Mm. You know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It'll be, be fascinating to see for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So um, do you think, I think. It's, I mean, I think. It's, it's, yeah, I think Italy could do it. I, I mean, they got got a reasonable chance. They certainly got the momentum. Yeah. I love how both have used their squads so well. Yeah. 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 It's, it's brilliant the way they've just changed Lorenzo, the formation. Lorenzo wouldn't. Yeah. Agree, no. Yeah. <laughs> England should learn from that because the one thing our team tournament needed was more Stuart Downing. So. Yeah. <laughs> but again, though, is it not the trust in the squad? Obviously, the oh, strength. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That. It's, but that's what I was saying. When, this when is what Xavi, top level football is. When Xavi came on, I'm sure you wouldn't have got a lot of Spanish fans shaking their fists. 
assist at the manager and all. <laughs> yes I know you've got a quality player coming on but it is that trust it is a squad game you mm. know I mean, but that can only come from having players of that quality well, yeah. you can't just make a brilliant squad but it's like you've a got chicken thing isn't it I mean how do you get a squad of that quality if you don't give them the chance well, oh, to play and stuff yeah but I think you know as, as we know it's more with the when you look at Germany and Spain and Italy obviously we've had a good youth set up for eons like it, it's yeah. just about the grassroots and yeah. you can rely on the system you have in place in your country to produce those good players and obviously we don't have that now hopefully in the future we will I think it's worth pointing out that both teams uh, in the final have probably got the best defence of Spain certainly mm. in the tournament I mean mm. Di Natale's goal is the only one they've conceded I, I find it fascinating their, their defence is so good Spain they've got Ramos in there who seems no Ramos is a quality player he's a great athlete and he's a great footballer I don't oh, think he's a great defender I think his forward play disguises his defensive play though because it's just much more eye catching he muscled Ronaldo off the ball yeah oh, that was that was <laughs> yeah, glorious he's an absolute yeah. athlete and I've oh, no, no I think Ramos is a good defender there, there, there are some times where you see him and you think why is he in that position how has he got into the position where he's giving away a book in there I think yeah. he re- doesn't realise that he's got a little bit of lack of pace maybe yeah maybe very handsome yeah. man though yeah I let him off yeah the Val Kilmer the Val Kilmer of the school of thought um, there's not really any other candidates for the Valkyrie of the Spanish squad are there <laughs> <laughs> not, not at the moment no. uh, Pete, step who, up who do you fancy for the final I, I, I do think Italy are going to do it you, you know it'll just be a 1-0 it, probably, it might even descend into uh, the World Cup final sort of kicky kicky yeah. facey yeah. football but yeah. you know <laughs> I, I, do, I do think they'll do it I think they'll you rarely have barn burning finals do you no yeah, it's not often that no. but happens. then the tournament's provided some excellent excellent football matches so you know you never yeah. know yeah Lukey um, I think um, oh, it's difficult to say isn't it I'd like to see Italy do it yeah we're going Italy maybe. I would like to see Italy do it as well because I think conversely they've been more entertaining which do means we are in opposite land yeah, but I think the Spain fact I just said do means <laughs> <and it laughs> <but> <laughs> also implies you, that but would you not like to see I mean if Spain win it Spain could just yeah no they, see, they I'll, be, I'll be happy whoever wins yeah, it yeah I think that's a great thing if Spain win it though then we can say we watch the three tournaments in our lifetime of, of the greatest, greatest national tie yeah. ever well it would yeah. be it would be you know it wouldn't even be it would be proven to be the case wouldn't mm. it they would be you, the best national you could say it anyway Marcus and then people would go well Spain didn't win it Italy won it you go I did they just yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll just swear blind that, they're, that, that Spain won it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so well, I, I, I don't want to make a prediction on it it's too well, tight well don't then we won't <laughs> press it for it um, we'll, we'll enjoy it whatever we'll Thanks, put, don't put yourself out Jim relax the caressing of the football will be the winner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, before we go, let's uh, talk about uh, Michel Platini. What he said about 2020. Oh, he's um, had a drink, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right. No. No. This is a good idea, right? Oi. Oi. Listen. Listen. Oi. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? Lock the doors. How many cities? Yeah. Can't do it. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. He's saying that uh, in 2020, um, Turkey wants to host the tournament, but, but I think Istanbul's going for the Olympics the same year. Right. Greedy. And they're a little worried. Mm. So um, the, Platini's saying that the championships. He said it could ha- happen over sort of 12 host cities around Europe. Mm. Um, it's it's teleportation so going to have been invented by <laughs> well, that? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, the travel's no, no, no bother apparently. <laughs> Not for him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Doesn't have a very affordable flights. Yeah, yeah. I seem to remember that happening for the Ukraine and uh, Poland. Yeah. 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 I'm in my ivory tower plane, <laughs> hovering above all of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'll play in every game <laughs> and I'll be on direct free kicks and penalty <laughs> yeah, one of the few people in FIFA who could probably still play though to be honest yeah. you, well you Ava but, but soon, to, soon to be in FIFA no doubt yeah. but yeah. The, um, the thing about Platini is his, his, um, his administrative uh, career is as ridiculous as his football career was good mm. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's obviously lining himself up um, to, for yeah, the, FIFA, the, the FIFA yeah. job and I think the one thing missing from his CV was loads of mental ideas <laughs> <laughs> so he needed to uh, he needed to that hasn't been so up. sexist as uh, you know set give him time not yet he's not as old he's not in that glass house he's not going he's not in FIFA house yet FIFA house changes you because of all the posters of the women on the walls all the rest of it I think a couple of people sort of made a point on Twitter that he's possibly smoking out bids I think I think so no I think that's not necessarily you could think that or you could think he's just been smoking as I like to think of him in his office shoving loads of banknotes of different currencies in every <laughs> orifice of his body like you go in there and he's got like euros shoved up his nose like pound no- like ten pound notes in his ears yeah. just rolling around in money and then when you go yeah. up to him like poke him he just goes kill me <laughs> I don't think Platini's that bad but I do 
like the thought of that. He but, um, wasn't he our last Demon Windows Hall of Famer for this season? Yeah. Marcus forced that through. Oh, you're wearing a nice new suit. There's something in it for me. He's the top scorer in European Championship history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, Do you know who's second? Who? It's Alan Shearer, isn't Alan it? Alan Shearer. Uh, seven. In the punditry for the, um, for the uh, I think it was for this, oh, it might have been the German Italy game, the punditry team was Lineker, Shearer, Viali, mm. and, and Klinsmann. Uh, Klinsmann. Yeah. 1,293 professional goals between us. <laughs> Get on that. When you put Platini and forced him into the D-Winners Hall of Fame, was that on the proviso you got um, Euro 2020? Ashdead is a, uh, is a host city. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it at One of the twelve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. The stadium will be built uh, in 2019. <laughs> Marcus Speller Memorial Stadium. After Platley actually knocked off. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of stadiums, actually, it's worth um, checking out Jim and I on the on the on the website. We went yes. to FC Starts uh, Stadium. Mm, we did. did. A little thing about the death match. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. It was an incredible atmosphere there, wasn't it? Really strange yeah. because they've not made it into sort of a tourist well, attraction. They, yeah, it's not a game going on. Right? You just, <laughs> you, 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 can you just sort of stroll in through the gate? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a park. A, it's there's just, a relic. There's a memorial. Statue, which is uh, it's, it's in the video, yeah, so yeah. have a look at that. But other than that, there is no mention of it, and it, because of that, it, everything feels really very poignant, doesn't if, it? And if, it's, if, as you would imagine, it would have been at the time. If you didn't know what it was, you'd walk mm. past it. You think, oh, there used to be a little stadium there, and oh, they still play. The pitch is kept in good nick. Mm. Uh, and all the rest of it but it, it's an incredible what an, thing what an honour to play on that pitch if you're just like an amateur side yeah yeah, 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 yeah totally but like, Beats but, Market Road yes, <laughs> yeah, in, in North London but, I mean we thought it was, it was an honour to be there and we actually looking back on it we quite liked it that it wasn't a tourist attraction yeah it, mm. it made it seem more authentic I mean, well, it made it more because, like in the, in the stands, I mean, you'll see in the video that um, you know that it's overgrown and, and, and whatnot, and the benches. I mean, you step on them and they're flipping about. Break, to yeah. Break, but there's people Marcus just broke sat- load. <laughs> <laughs> Left my stamp on the stage. Well, did the Ukrainian mob turn up? Mob ended. Yeah, to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had to get some steaks. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, there was just people just sort of sitting around. Mm. There's a running track around it. There was a go on rollerblade. That's quite nice, around. though. It's quite nice. Cheating on a running track, really, that isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Not in the spirit of it at all. <laughs> just on the. Uh, website thing yeah there's a video of FC Start which these guys did which is great um, there's yeah. Ramble Paratodos Ramble for All um, which is Rupert Farr and Joel Richards answering yeah. your questions about South American football um, there's Joe Tyler's uh, sort of series of blogs uh, where he goes around pubs in London and watches games yeah. in different national themed pubs oh, he's only got one left yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Nutters from the Daily Mail. Oh there? yeah, well we read the Daily Mail, so you don't have to. Uh, basically, I got bored. <laughs> and believe, thank us for that. Yeah. <laughs> I got bored one day and read all the comments of the Daily Mail. And got some of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, got yeah, a new t-shirt get, as well. Oh, we got a new t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah the Ramble um, sort of um, punk black black flag style t-shirt. It's very get cool. it get it before uh, Black Flag get involved. They do take down. Uh, yeah. something quite get it quickly. before the lawsuit happens. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> which could be the mo- which probably could be the uh, the motto of the football ramble. Mm. <laughs> I would also actually like to thank uh, all of the Ramble listeners who came out in force, including Luke as well, to, to my preview uh, the other night. Uh, thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. If you are going to the Edinburgh Festival and want to catch the show, you can get tickets from underbelly.co.uk. There it is. Marvellous stuff. Um, so, we've got one game left. Mm. El finale. Well, you know, we've got the third place playoff. That's not interesting. Not happening. And they're not doing they're, it. They do one on the Euros. Oh, no, never do it. No. Go on, never get do with it. it. Yeah. yeah. So one, one game left, and we will be um, recording on uh, Monday. So yeah, we'll and, we'll, and we'll do our um, open our predictions. Yeah, believe me, there are some lols to be had. <laughs> <laughs> I've not let you down there, listen. Uh, neither have I. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Huntela. <laughs> Prick. Yeah, thanks, Andy Carroll. <laughs> hey, he got one. Yeah, he, he got, got one. He got in the sheet. Yeah. Yeah. He got a beauty as well. Yeah. Grant yeah. Holt has let me down, I tell you. <laughs> An early prediction. Yeah. There it is. Um, so, uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. See you in a couple of days. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.